One of the clearest foreign policy lines from President Biden's State of the Union address was that the US would defend itself against China if its sovereignty was threatened. Today, the Deputy Prime Minister and Minister for Defence, Richard Miles, will address Parliament, highlighting the importance of sovereignty in Australia's defence agreements. It comes amid reports that Australia and its AUKUS partners, the US and the UK, are considering an entirely new nuclear submarine design that could be shared by all three countries. Richard Miles is the Deputy Prime Minister and he joined me in the Parliament House studio a short time ago. Richard Miles, welcome to the program. Thanks, PK. You're very close to announcing what Australia's nuclear submarine will look like. Britain's Defence Secretary says he expects Australia's fleet will be a tri-nation project. What does that mean? Well, I think when this uh, started, there was some speculation that what we would see is some kind of competition between America and the UK for who would provide us with uh, the submarine capability. In fact, that's not how it's played out at all, and that's really what Secretary Wallace is alluding to. I, I, I mean, you're... People have to wait until the announcement, but when when they do see it, what what you will really see is a a collaboration between America and the United Kingdom in helping provide Australia with this capability. And so, in that sense, it's really it, it is genuinely a, a three way uh, solution to to what we to, to providing the capability for our country. This morning, you'll be making a statement to the Parliament. This issue of sovereignty is, is has been a big one. Paul Keating, Malcolm Turnbull have raised very, very strong concerns around this. Mm. Doesn't it mean Australia's national security depends, though, through this agreement on other nations that we're not self-sufficient? Well, firstly, it's completely reasonable to ask the the question about uh, the terms on which we are acquiring a capability such as this, um, and and they're important questions. And and the statement that I'm making today does go to that. It, it I might say should be seen in in the light of really statements that have been made by defence ministers over a long period of time about the terms on which we work with other countries and particularly as that occurs within Australia. The important point to make is this, that once an Australian flag is placed on these submarines in the future, they will be completely under Australian control um, and and they will act in Australia's national interest. And our interest has a large alignment with the United States, obviously. We're an ally partner and there are obligations that apply to both countries in respect of that alliance. But our interests are not coincident with the United States. And it's really important that we retain uh, sovereignty over the use, and full sovereignty over the use of all of our assets, including our future nuclear submarines, and we will. And how explicit will you make that in the ultimate announcement you'll make in, in, I, I understand, several weeks this announcement will ultimately be made. How how ironclad will that be? Because clearly you've got very, very senior people who have been in government raising very serious concerns. I mean, well, that, that, that's completely clear. It'll be completely clear and, and the clarity of that is um, embodied in the statement that I'm making in the Parliament today, um, which which is certainly part of why I'm making it now. I mean, the, the, it, it, it is a statement which goes beyond submarines, but um, the timing of, of doing this today is very much about the fact that we're on the eve of, of this announcement. And, th- and this is completely understood by uh, the UK and, and the US. It's, it's absolutely as they would imagine it and, and as they would expect it. Um, but it is very important that the Australian people have a sense of confidence that when we are acquiring a capability such as this, we do so with complete sovereignty. And I, and I might also say it, it is very significant technology. It is a massive step change in our capability. 
it is not unique that we are acquiring uh, technology and capabilities from countries abroad that we wouldn't be able to develop on our own. I mean, the Joint Strike Fighter is, is an example mm. of a collaboration across a number of nations that we wouldn't have been able to do on our own, but we have complete sovereignty over the Joint Strike Fighters that we operate. You talked about the, the capability gap a lot when you first took this portfolio. I have th- since observed some change in your language. Do you feel like that's not the case now? Uh, well, the, you're right to observe the change in my language. Uh, I, I think that comes from a sense of confidence about what we that what we will be announcing with the optimal pathway uh, will deal with the question. Um, so, the 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 capability gap, if you like, that we were and the problem around that that we inherited from the former government was very serious. I mean, we had a lost decade as the former government. Um, dillied and dallied over the questions of submarines and, you know, they were on and off again with the Japanese and then the French and, and we, we really did lose a decade and that ob- obviously at a very critical moment in history has has created a, a significant problem. But I'm confident that what we're about to announce uh, will address that problem. And so, yeah, there there is a sense of confidence about that and that's probably reflected in the way I'm speaking. Russia is believed to be planning a fresh assault on Ukraine to mark the first anniversary of the invasion. Were you briefed on that in Washington and how significant is that assault expected to be? Well, I'm I'm not in a position to go into the details of, of briefings that I've received about that. I, I, think, I think what needs to be said about Ukraine is we uh, have said for a while now, a few months now, that this is developing into a protracted conflict and uh, we need, all of us, all countries need to be uh, standing with Ukraine, but providing the kind of support which will enable Ukraine to remain in the contest so that they can uh, determine this conflict on their own terms. Um, <clears throat> and that's what we're seeking to do. And the, and the most, um, well, the, the, the latest iteration of that is obviously the trainers that we've provided. And uh, with the Foreign Minister Penny Wong, I was able to have the incredible privilege of watching that training actually happen in Britain last week. And it was really one of the most poignant things I've experienced, to be honest, to see people who, you know, woke up on the 1st of January this year as builders or clerks or drivers. And I'm, I'm you know, spoke to these Ukrainian uh, soldiers and that's what they were, um, who've put their hands up with very little military experience, in some cases none, and are now facing, uh, you know, brutal conflict, which looks a lot more like World War One than World War Two, and and our trainers are doing an incredible job. Overnight, Ukraine's president made the case for more money and equipment from the West. He said supplies were running out and that could stall Ukraine's efforts. Is Australia considering sending more support to Ukraine? Uh, well, I mean, this is going to be an open question going on. I think the 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 answer to it is we will continue a discussion with Ukraine um, for as long as it takes to make sure that they can stay in the contest. And the, the very the very fact that I'm talking about this as being a protracted conflict and we need to be there, um, you know, apprehends what you're saying. Um, it it, it you know, we need to balance this obviously as all countries do with our own capability and making sure that we we maintain our own uh, ability to operate. In, in our own sphere here in the, in the Indo-Pacific. Um, but we need to be doing what we can to support Ukraine and we'll, we'll continue to think that through and as, as we have. And, and right now, you know, we stand as one of the largest non-NATO contributors to Ukraine. There is an incredible gratitude that Ukraine has towards what Australia is doing. It is noticed across Europe that, you know, Australia a long way from Ukraine is doing mm. so much. Uh, so Australians should feel proud of the support that we're providing, but we'll continue that dialogue with Ukraine to see how that can continue. How that can continue. Uh, Defence Minister Richard Miles is my guest. Let's 
turn to China now. Earlier this week, the US shot down a Chinese spy balloon off its coast. Are you concerned that could raise further tensions between our major security partner and our biggest trading partner? Well, uh, the, 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 the balloon um, was a, uh, a very curious and significant incident. Um, it, it, it was obviously flying through American airspace and that right there raises questions of um, the contravention of um, the, the rules of the road, if I can put it that way. Uh, America was completely within its rights to do what it did and, and we totally understand that. I think America actually acted in a pretty measured way here um, around how they, they dealt with this. Um, we obviously want um, uh, dialogue between uh, America and China, but I know America want that as well. Uh, but it's really important that countries respect uh, the global rules-based order and uh, sending uh, a balloon over the United States in the way that this occurred um, raises questions about that. You've just returned from Washington. Does the White House share the view of the commander of the Air Force that the US and China could be at war over Taiwan as soon as 2025? Oh, I, I don't think it... it, it helps to speculate um, in in those terms. I mean, Do what, what you we, worry about that? Uh, we take... Um, I mean, I think we we live in a world which is which is uh, fragile and and is not as safe and stable as it's been in the past, and and obviously all of that is worrying. Of course, that said, you know our eff- our, our efforts uh, have at their front line diplomacy, and and what we seek to do um, is is to do our best to create pathways towards um, peaceful resolution of dispute. Um, and you've seen that in the way in which we've sought to stabilise our own relationships with China. Um, and, you know, we, we, we value a productive relationship with China. Um, that said, we need to be prudent about our own security. And, and that's why we've taken a, a range of steps in, in terms of our own uh, defence. But you can understand that's what um, America is doing as well. There's a story in today's newspaper, the Australian newspaper, about hundreds of surveillance cameras in government buildings here that are made by Chinese state government owned corporations. The UK and the US are banning or restricting these devices. Are you considering that too? Well, look, I think this is an issue um, and uh, we, uh, in respect of what's in the newspapers today, we're doing an assessment of of all uh, the um, technology for for surveillance within the defence estate um, and where those um, particular cameras are found, they're going to be removed. So, you know, there is an issue here and we're going to deal with it. Um, it, it, How significant is the issue? Oh, I I don't think it's, I don't think we should overstate it, but I think it is right to be uh, doing the assessment and making sure that we, we, we deal with it and that's what we're going to do. Um, I mean, it's a significant thing that's been brought to our attention and, and we're going to fix it. It's obviously been there, I might say, for some time and, and predates us coming into office. Um, but that said, it's important that we, we go through this exercise and make sure that our facilities are completely secure. I just want to ask you finally on domestic issue, the referendum that's planned. Um, the government's made a decision to get this pamphlet out. Uh, for the yes and the no case, what efforts are you going to go to to make sure that that's absolutely accurate? Well, it, 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 accurate in the sense of what is in the yes and the no case? Is that what? Well, there are concerns. Uh, Professor Megan Davis, who is in the referendum working group, has raised concerns about the kind of content that's been allowed to pass before in these kinds of pamphlets. What safeguards are you putting in? Uh, look, yes and no cases are... 
um, a well understood um, feature of uh, referendums past, um, and and that right now our um, minister, special minister of state, will is handling the negotiations with a range of parties, including the opposition, to put in place the appropriate safeguards in in respect of that. But I think. The point to make here is we want to be constructive and cooperative um, in the way in which we deal with all parties to make sure that the process that we put in place for this referendum is as fair as possible. Because ultimately, we want to have um, a, a completely uh, fair um, expression of the Australian people, which we very much hope will be in support of the establishment of recognition of our Indigenous people through the establishment of Peter the Dutton called this a backflip. Are you also considering a backflip on funding a yes and a no case? Oh, well, I mean... Uh, uh, what we're trying to be is is constructive and well, cooperative. Well, he wants money for a yes and a no case. Will you yeah. consider it? What, what we're being is constructive and cooperative in in the in the processes that we're putting in place. Um, and let's just focus on on that. Um, what what we'll do is 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 talk with everyone about how best to uh, put in place this referendum. And as I said, our our special minister of state will look at that um, and and continue the discussions about how the machinery will apply to the referendum. But it's going to be a referendum which is. Um, as fair as it's possible to have a referendum uh, so that we get the expression One we last need question. to support the voice. Yes and no funding then could potentially be on the table? Well, well these are all matters that are going to be, be worked through as, as we um, negotiate how this the, the referendum takes place. Thank you for your time. Thanks, PK. That's Richard Miles, the Deputy Prime Minister and the Minister for Defence, and you're listening to ABC RM Breakfast. <laughs> ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.